Hey there, friends. It's Nick with episode 92, 92 of the StoryHacker.tv podcast. And I've had a big, big, big realisation today, which has uh, got me quite excited. Um, okay, so one of the things that I've been thinking over the past few months, you know, I've been talking about the importance of stories and the power of stories and how we all use stories to communicate and on and on and on and all that kind of stuff. But but one of the things you do when you are testing a proposition is you look for counterfactuals, right? You look for things that that prove that you're wrong or indicate that you might be wrong or you're not seeing things correctly. I mean, this is how this is how proper science is conducted. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a scientist, but but you know, proper scientists they look for things to contradict their theory, to contradict their hypothesis. And one of the things that I've been thinking about over the past few months is this if stories are so powerful and so useful why are so many of the things that grab our attention or work to sell something not really stories by which I mean you know just take if we're copywriting if we're writing good copy really good copy um, you know there, there's going to be bullet points say on that page and the bullet points will be about benefits. And a benefit is not a story, right? You know, you can you know, you can see plenty of stories in testimonials and that kind of thing, but you know, a bullet point in itself is not about story. So it was one of those things that's been niggling in my brain because it tended to militate against the argument. But today I think I've figured it out. And it's really got me quite excited because in any transaction, I think, there are two kinds of stories being told by the person you're selling to, right? And one is the story about what life will be like after they've bought this thing, whether it's a product or a service or an idea or what have you. Does that make sense? So in a way, when we're writing copy, and you know, when we're writing good copy, which obviously I've, done, I've been writing copy for uh, a long time, 30 years really, um, when we're writing really good copy, what we want to show the person is that we want them to see themselves on the page. And this is what the insight that I had today, really, that is all that copy stuff is what allows them to tell a story about their life after they bought this product or service. So it's not that it's story less, but it's a hook into which they put themselves and they project themselves into the future and they tell themselves a story about what their life will be like after they bought this exercise bike or this um, online course or this book or whatever. Does that make sense? Right, so imagine that that is one half of a, of a sum. Um, it's a multiplication sum, right? So say that is the left-hand side of a multiplication sum and you've got this particular story that's where you're projecting yourself into the future. Um, this is what life is going to be like. But the other thing, the other side of that multiplication point is the story that you're telling yourself about the people making the offer, right? And this has come up because today in the UK, it's election day and I voted this morning without any enthusiasm, really. Um, I was very close, <clears throat> very close to spoiling my ballot paper to register my um, uh, lack of <laughs> lack of oh, lack of uh, hope with the political system at the moment. But but I didn't do that. But anyway, the point is, 
we've gone through this election cycle, and if you take the, the you know the the main parties. Each one produces a manifesto, right, which is their promise. This is the offer. This is the bullet point. This is the, we tell ourselves a story about what the country will be like if these people get into power and make these changes. So that's one thing. But another massive factor in this election, and I guess, I guess every election, but it seems more, more important this time, is not only what they promise, but whether you believe they'll actually deliver it. Because, you know, we, we're all familiar with... Um, copywriting and marketing promises that that actually don't come true when you've bought the product right so this is the other side this is the the side that i've been talking about for the past few months when we're talking about your origin story or your your authentic true mythology about your business or your product or your service or your personal brand or whatever it is that's this right hand side of the equation so if you imagine you have on the one hand a multiplication somewhere you've got the offer multiplied by the backstory the kind of the credibility piece and um, the problem we've got at the moment in the UK in with the political parties is that actually none of them have a lot of credibility uh, for various reasons they don't have much credibility and when you you know for ex- I'll give you another example my mouse died yesterday my apple mouse died yesterday well, I probably had it for I don't know seven or eight years long time and um, I, so I go online to buy another mouse. And the Apple mouse, of course, is, you know, really sort of eye-wateringly expensive. I can get one for 15 quid, like a non-Apple one. And I can get an Apple one for like 80 quid or 70 quid or whatever it was. Um, and I got the Apple one. And it, and it hurt. It hurt to spend that much money. But the offer is the mouse. And I know what the mouse will do because it will do the same thing as my, my old one did. But the other side of that equation is the story that Apple have been telling me for, you know, 20 years, which is a story about quality and it's a story about consistency. And that's the reason why I didn't buy the cheap mouse. I bought it because I bought the more expensive one because of the backstory. And I think this is, however poorly I'm explaining it, this is really lit a a fire and a light bulb in my head, I think, because it gives me a way of talking about all the things I enjoy doing. Um, you know, I, I'm very much into this backstory stuff at the moment, but I can also do the copywriting, which is the front story, if you like. And those two things combine to to make the, you know, to, to create the kind of the power of the offer, whatever you're selling, whether it's a product or a service or an idea or whatever, right? And the thing is, one of those things, the front story is short term and it's tactical and it's, um, you know, probably all these days all about scarcity and all that kind of stuff. But the other thing, the backstory is much more long term. It's much more considered. And that's the reason why it's been hard to talk about um, these things as being urgent because they're not urgent. They aggregate over time. Anyway, I'm going to stop um, going on about this because uh, I've got to write some stuff before my trip to London tomorrow. But I, I think that's a really interesting idea. And um, I hope, hopefully it resonates with you and you can start to think about your marketing in terms of front story and backstory or offer and, um, you know, origin, that kind of thing. Anyway, this is Nick. It's episode 92 of the StoryHack.tv podcast and I'm very excited and happy. Thanks for listening. Your story means business. Hey, this is Nick. 
Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.